The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement How long before a wedding should I send out many save games the dates? Are in the first series? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to the voice. Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And today we're going to talk to an influencer in the SEO world. Joining us is Anatoly Ulatovsky, who's the CEO of SEOtools.tv, which is a media property and set of instructional courses that guide SEOs on how to analyze their competitors, highlight their differentiators, choose their priorities, find their weaknesses, create a content plan, and promote their content. He's also a LinkedIn influencer with over 50,000 followers and the creator of the very popular and very useful SEO Tools TV YouTube channel. Yesterday, Anatoly and I talked about his strategies for taking advantage of LinkedIn's algorithm and how he's built his following to 50,000 followers. And today we're going to talk about how he thinks about mastering YouTube's algorithm. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with the show. Here's the rest of my conversation with Anatoly Ulatovsky, CEO of SEOtools.tv. Anatoly, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Very excited to have you back. I loved our conversation yesterday about LinkedIn. It gave me lots of things I need to tell my team to work on to help grow our following. I think it's really interesting how you think about mastering LinkedIn's algorithm you also are the creator of a very popular YouTube channel aptly named SEOtools.tv. Uh, first off, let's talk a little bit about the difference between some of the social media channels. You mentioned that when you were first starting to try to build your agency in the United States and, and in English-speaking language countries, you focused on LinkedIn because it was easy to quickly get a following. Why are you focusing on YouTube as well? 
I love omnichannel approach. I don't think that it's a good idea just focus attention on one channel. And for example, I know some influencers that have massive following on one channel and all different platforms uh, change their algorithms and you can lose everything for one day. And some of them reach out to me and tell, I don't know what's going on with LinkedIn. I can't get the same engagement that I got yesterday because LinkedIn improves their algorithm as well. And uh, I decided to try different approach with YouTube because I know this algorithm. I have a popular channel for Russian-speaking countries. We have a million views. But uh, on YouTube, I see that uh, it's better to spend some time and it's not tough if you want to promote your website because on YouTube today we have 2 billion users only 31 million YouTube channels. That means it's not overwhelmed as Google does because on Google we have 1.8 billion websites uh, and it's uh, difficult to start from scratch and to overcome them. That's why I decided to jump with video content even Today, when I have my Russian pronunciation and speaking, I can get some following because I uh, use different approaches. I test a lot, provide some events on YouTube, and uh, yeah, just share value as maximum as possible. I often see when people can get results on YouTube because they think about selling, but it doesn't work. On YouTube, it's better to build brand awareness, to be consistent, and uh, spend time with editing, because without editing, you can't get any results on YouTube. So that's really the tricky thing for me, and the reason why I haven't done a ton of video production for my media properties. Yes, there is less competition in YouTube. There are less channels, less video creators. And the reason why that is, is because video to do successfully is either hard to make or very expensive. It is not as simple as posting on LinkedIn where you're just using text. It's also not as simple as posting in audio, right? I don't actually have to look at what my background looks like or whether I did my hair. I don't even need pants to be a podcast host. Everyone, I am wearing pants for the record. The moral of the story is video can be complex to produce and it can be expensive. So... Help me understand the value proposition for you to spend your time not only creating the video, but you know, paying for the editor. Why is it valuable to create this sort of more expensive format of media? You know, I don't think it's expensive format. I can explain why. Once Chase Reiner, he has a lot of subscribers on YouTube and he shares a lot of great content about uh, digital marketing, reached out to me and asked how you can create such awesome video editing. Can you come to my show and share this information? But, you know, I replied to him, I know nothing about video editing because I have some people on my team who can handle the process. I just focus on creating value to provide some breaking news about digital marketing. But if you cooperate with people uh, that pay attention only with video editing, you can get high results. And it's not expensive. For example, uh, if you go to Fiverr, you can find a bunch of guys who can produce high-quality video content for $5-$10. For example, in my team, I have two video designers and they 
provide some quality content. It costs around $900 a month because I hire them in Ukraine. <laughs> uh, if you check out uh, some East Europe, you can find some great guys who can produce video content. And yeah, just uh, focus on sharing value with your audience. For example, I usually record some files and share them on Google Docs. I, I don't touch anymore these files. Just get content on my YouTube because when my video designers produce this content, they share with content manager. And yeah, I just see on YouTube. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's similar process here for producing our podcast where you know I have these conversations and I have enough trust in my team to be able to hand the content to the editors and the rest of our content production team and just believe that they're going to make the right decisions in streamlining our conversation down into an actual publishable piece of content. You can take advantage of the freelance army, Fiverr, Upwork. There's a million other channels where you can find freelancers to lower the cost of your content production. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Talk to me a little bit about what you know about YouTube's algorithm. What's the way that you recommend that you can take your content that you've you know worked hard to create and paid for to actually show up and start driving impressions? If we are talking about YouTube algorithm, it's better to start from searching your content plan and I usually try to touch topics that have a lack of quality content. When I use any keywords, uh, I check out the top 10 results. If I see that these topics are overwhelmed, other YouTubers share great information, I don't <laughs> use these topics and skip them. It's better to find topics that have a lack of quality content. When you have this content plan, after this, it's better to analyze users' intent. It's totally the same with Google algorithm. And 
after this, I think how I can create something new and unique. If you provide the same information that people might know, it doesn't help to get results. It's better to provide something unique. And it's not hard on YouTube because you can open a lot of blog posts that share some value in different niches, and many of them don't convert content for YouTube. And you can take their ideas to create video content, share with on YouTube and get results. I also use one approach to get new subscribers, as I do on LinkedIn, to comment on other video channels. It helps to get some engagement. And I know some YouTubers that use only this approach. They comment a lot and get a lot of new subscribers. And the last thing that where I pay attention, it's video editing. I often ask my team, please, provide something new, try to improve a little bit each video because we need to have the best video content in digital marketing. And for example, if I check out other niches, they might have much better content with editing. But in digital marketing, I try to provide content better than on other channels. And I also use some approaches from TikTok because on TikTok you can see how people produce something new and interesting. And I think how I can combine with my YouTube videos as well. In the new episodes of my videos, you can see some magic tricks that we use combine our digital marketing strategies, content with TikTok tricks. Yep. <laughs> I hope it will be fine. <laughs> I would summarize what you're saying with the term beg, borrow, and steal. Right. When you're thinking about your YouTube strategy, what you want to do is A, you know, beg, you want to ask other people for favors. And this really gets into what the commenting strategy is, right? You're going to go and take advantage, just like you were in LinkedIn, of people that already have a following and try to get some subscribers for your channel by providing value in the comments. Borrow, you're, you know, doing similar things to what you were doing in traditional SEO and Google SEO, where you are looking at what the demand is, and then you're actually repurposing content that is in non-video format, and you're converting it to video, right? If there is an interesting topic that doesn't have a great video, you could take somebody else's blog post and basically summarize what the results are, and now that is your video, and, you know, essentially... Steal, you're kind of repurposing other people's content. So let's just say that fits into the same acronym. But really the idea here is that you need to do a similar type of investigation to figure out where there is demand in YouTube to figure out what videos you should be creating. What are some of the tools and technologies you're using to put your content strategy together? You know, I a little bit disagree about stealing because if you check out my videos, I always put the link to all blog posts that I use on my videos. I <laughs> respect any other content creators. Sure. Even I share their websites on my screens if I use video. I just take their ideas and share with my audience with full attribution. And of course, I mix all their ideas with my personal experience that I use for my clients. Let's call it beg, borrow, and repurpose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not steal. Yes. 
<laughs> okay, and uh, about your second question, I don't use a lot of tools for YouTube. I think only Vidic. That's it. Uh, that analyzes ranking positions for my videos and video editing tools. I don't know nothing about these tools because my team <laughs> handles all these tools. Yep, I just use my two hands and check out manually all videos that we have on YouTube. I think, yeah, HRFs, yeah, I use HRFs for the purpose to find some other ideas. But in most cases, I check out some popular channels, analyze their content, and analyze some blog posts and think how I can provide this content for my YouTube channel. Yeah, my takeaway from this is figuring out what content you should be creating on YouTube is is very similar to figuring out what your content strategy should be on Google, right? You need to look at the market, evaluate what existing content you have that ranks, the content production piece is really interesting to me. And I like your idea where I called it beg, borrow, and steal, which is really beg, borrow, and repurpose. But the idea that you know you want to create videos that are using the best information doesn't mean you have to create something that is only new to you. You can repurpose some of the other things that just haven't been converted into the video format to start growing your channel. And it totally... Last question for you. When you think about comparing the value you get from LinkedIn to the value you get from YouTube, when you're looking at these non-Google-based search algorithms, you know which one do you prioritize and what's the difference between the two channels that's driving most of your acquisition? I think that LinkedIn is... I think LinkedIn is the first one because I have my following on LinkedIn and when I share some content, I get over 10,000 views every day. It's a lot and it helps me to get clients. But I don't want to tell that YouTube uh, has low positions because I pay attention with YouTube as well. But today it doesn't produce a similar result that I have on LinkedIn. And in this year, I'm going to jump with TikTok as well because I have a lot of great examples. Even my wife, she doesn't have any followers on TikTok, but one of her videos got 220,000 views. It's a lot. And we decided with my team to create some similar content with TikTok. And I think, yep, three channels, LinkedIn, TikTok, and YouTube are my purposes for 2021. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. I love to hear your approach to social media, multimedia content. Congratulations on all the success. You've built quite a following in a very short period of time. And I appreciate you coming on the show and telling our audience how you've done it. Thanks for being our guest. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Anatoly Ulatovsky, who's the CEO of SEOtools.tv. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Anatoly, you can find a link to his very popular LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is UI Anatoly, U-I-A-N-A-T-O-L-I-I. Or you could visit his company's website, which is seotools.tv. That's also the name of his YouTube channel. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. 
For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 